you know, you can't sit back and so oh, somebody's going to pick me. It's not dodgeball in, in middle school, right? It's you, you go out and, you, and you know, you're going to manage your success. There will always be somebody stronger, faster, and smarter than you. Surviving depends on your adaptability to change. Those who are the most adaptable are dialed in. Hey, welcome back to the show. What's going on? LinkedIn, YouTube, two places we're streaming today. Uh, say hello in the comments. Let me know where you're watching from. Uh, got a presentation today at Lineup where we're going to be talking about, like, what is the value of a degree? You know, uh, there's been a lot of talk about this uh, recently. And, you know, not to devalue education and not to um, shame it or anything like that, but, like, really, like, what what is the value of that piece of paper? Right. Uh, my personal story with this has been kind of interesting. Right. Uh, I, I got where I was without the piece of paper uh, and I only went back afterwards and got that degree. And did, did the degree make or break me? I would argue, no, it did not. Right. And I think I think a lot of us can resonate with with today's uh, today's guest and, and the topic of, you know, going into business, go uh, climbing your career without a degree, what it's like. Uh, and and is it does it make or break you? Is it necessary? So today's guest, uh, bring him in, introduce him. Uh, it is uh, Aaron Rundell. He's the head of the IT infrastructure for Kubata. Uh, and talking about without a degree right now and talking about his career and how he has got to where he has, uh, where he is right now without that piece of paper. So let's bring him in, Aaron. Welcome, Aaron. Hey, Kyle. Thanks. Yeah, well, welcome to the show. So you know, we're talking about being dialed in, being the most adaptable to change, right? And, you know, throughout your career, like you are where you are, no degree in hand. And let's talk about that a little bit. Like there's some challenges with that, obviously, but there's, uh, you know, it depends on like where people place value in this de degree versus, you know, I'm not talking about shaming education. Education is important, but like that degree, right? Yeah, it, it, you know, if you look at any job description out there, ninety-nine percent of them will all all going to sit there and say they want they want a degree. Um, some want masters, some want you know you know all kinds of other things, and so you know it, it is a hurdle um, when, when you when you're out there searching for jobs or just looking, and you know everybody wants wants everybody to have that piece of paper. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and so. Uh, and so you've you've uh, you've gotten to where you are with, without that degree. T tell me a little bit about like the, you know, I mean, it's it's a, I think it's an incredible accomplishment, right? Um, not to not to discredit anyone that has their degree, right? But you know, tell me a little bit about like kind of the the journey and the struggle to get there. Yeah, for sure. So you know, I grew up in small town Iowa, eastern Iowa. Loved it up there. Um, you know, was uh, an okay student, we'll say. And and when it came time to to go to college, I I attempted and tried, and it just kind of wasn't wasn't the time for me to to make that transition so you know i end up enlisting in the marine corps and I, I say i got a degree of of hard knocks from from the marine corps um and i think that's fairly true and you know outside of that I, I got a lot of really good training um lots of really good discipline and work ethic out of that and you know transitioned out into the civilian world where i'm at now and i, I think a lot of that um you know minus the actual having the piece of paper you know, what I learned from the what I took from the Marine Corps and, you know, the work ethic that I was raised with, I, I think those molded together and ha has got me to where I've gotten today. Absolutely. And and how do you how do you go about like managing perceptions of that and uh, really overcoming perceptions? Right. Because, you know, like my, my personal journey with that, 
Uh, I remember, I remember the day, like I was, um, I was actually working out of an AT&T uh, retail store and I was making like really, really good money. Uh, and you know, in my degree program, they're like, yeah, after you get your degree, you, you know, you'll, you'll go out there and make 40,000. And I was like, already, I was already well above that working <laughs> at the mall for AT&T. And like, it, it was like, it was hard for me to get motivated to like, okay, to get motivated to like do the school when I'm already excelling what they said that the expectations would be afterwards. Right. So talk about, uh, talk, talk a little bit about that, like about, you know, how, how you've, uh, how you've overcome perceptions and expectations. Yeah. The biggest thing I, I think that, that really comes in, and I, I learned this a little bit later, but kind of had enough of it in the beginning where, you know, your network is, is, is a big part of that. Right. And, and most jobs aren't posted online um, as you kind of move up the chain and it's really who, you know, and, and I think you, you obviously know that and probably a lot of people listening do too. And so, you know, I was blessed and early on in my career that some people took some chances on me, um, you know, not having that 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 degree. Um, but once you kind of get in front of somebody and you can actually sell yourself and, and what you can do, I think that's how I've kind of progressed through my career is is having that network. So when those jobs come up and and, you know, you get that interview, you know, it, it's, it's hard to get through some of these online um, you know, submit your resume and it scans and does all these things. And if it doesn't see degree, you know, a lot of times you're kicked out. Or, you know, if you look in any HR system or, you know, recruiting system and says degree, if you said no, you know, you're probably excluded almost immediately. Um, and, and that's really, you know, just sad that that happens, but it does. And, and you know, I've leveraged my network to help me, you know, get, get around that. And I think that's a big piece of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the, the old saying, right? Your network is your net worth. I mean, it, it, that old saying gets a little tired, but it's but it's still true, right? It's very, it's still true. very much uh, relevant and still very much true, especially now. Like, you know, now we're doing a lot of virtual networking and a lot of digital networking. So it's even harder to to branch out. And, you, you know, we all have like, we I think we all have those friends or those people in our lives that we know that like, you know, someone with like a really, really high IQ, like someone that like, wow, they are smart. Yep. And you know, it's not always the case, right? But um, oftentimes they struggle with like the EQ side of like connecting with people and like and like reaching out and connecting, and and you know that they're often left with less opportunity. Like it's 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 a weird paradox, right? They're often left with less opportunities than other people that maybe have a, a lower IQ, but they're 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 more relatable. They're more uh, emotionally connected to people around them, and they have a larger network. So yep. that larger network lands them more opportunities, right? Yeah, it does. And, and you know, I've, I've worked and had people work for me that, that are the people that you're like, yeah, I don't really want you to talk to people. Uh, you, you know, you're probably best suited off and sitting in the server room. But, you know, as, as leaders and, uh, you know, in this industry, you really need to help kind of, you know, grow these people and kind of, hey, you really kind of need to work on those interpersonal skills and, and you know, be able to carry on conversations with people. Um, you know, and then I, I take that and say, Hey, you know, I'll still recommend people. Like if I know this person or whatever, and somebody's looking for something, I'm like, Hey, they may not be the best from a personal skill standpoint, but you know, they're really, you know, good in this area. And I think you should take a look at them. And so it's, you know, just the full circle of, you know, helping people that, you know, maybe aren't quite there yet. And, but, you know, really getting people to understand how important, um, you know, that network is and how important it is to be able to do that because, you know, it's, it's just too huge in this day and age to, um, not, not have that, you know, 
there for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, do you think like, um, do you think it's something that you can like innately learn? Like you can like learn AQ, you can acquire more uh, EQ, more emotional intelligence. You can acquire more AQ adaptability quotient. Or do you think it's like you either got it or you don't? (laughs) I've seen people that have come along. I don't think you're ever going to go from one extreme to the other. Um, You know, I think you can, you know, a lot of times it's more of a comfort thing for some people. They're just not comfortable, you know, um, walking up to, let's say, the CEO and just and just having a conversation. You know, it's, um, you know, but if you can kind of get them and say, hey, you, you know, go to these events or, you know, you know, do these things um, and, and you're going to, you know, then they start, you can see people kind of get out of their shell. And even if they group together and they're, you know, but they're still kind of, you know, knowing each other, that that's still a plus, you know. And um, but, yeah, I think you either have it or you don't when it comes to both ends. Um, but I think you can kind of gradually pull some of these, you know, some of the people that aren't super comfortable with it into a middle state where they'll at least get out there and attend some user groups or something along those lines. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree. I don't, I don't think you're either a zero or a 10. I, I don't think that at all. I think more often you're falling somewhere in between, but like when you're, when you're at these events, you can, you can clearly observe the tens, right? Cause like they're mm-hmm. out there like shaking hands with everybody. Like they are, <laughs> They're just, they're just, they see that everybody knows them. They're walking down yep. the hall with, they can't walk down the hall without like seven people saying, Hey, what's up? What's up, Aaron? Right. They can, you know? So, yeah. um, so like, you know, perhaps there is like a way that, you know, from, from observing from afar, like you can start to like hone those skills and you might be like imposter syndrome. You, you might be faking it a lot. Um, in, you know, rightfully so, but eventually I think you can probably come to terms with it and, 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 and find your groove there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember my first event, I was real timid and, and you know, kind of, uh, you know, transitioning into, you know, more of the, the management stuff and, and the higher management pieces. And, you know, you're surrounded by, you know, some some phenomenal CIOs and some people that you really have a lot of respect for. And you're kind of like, whoa, you know, I, I you know, I really you know want to talk to these people, but you're kind of just a little timid. And even myself, who's kind of the extreme now, um, you know, it, it's really kind of just going out and introducing yourself. I mean, we have some great people, um, you know, in the in the senior leadership community in, in IT and DFW, probably some of the best in, in the United States for sure. Um, and, and, you know, it, it also takes people, those tens, to start making introductions to, you know, the, the other people, right? You know, Rusty Kennington was a huge um, piece of my growing in, the, in this this area. And still to this day, when we're at events together, he's like, you know, introducing me to make sure that I, you know, meet these people. And and so it, it's, you know, I feel it's part of, all, you know, being a leader also is just to, you know, do that stuff and get these people introduced to these other people. And then they'll start kind of breaking out of their shell. No, absolutely. You bring up a great point. And I think like, I think there's like a huge, a huge paradigm shift. Like, obviously, we've shifted all of our events to to uh, di- digitally facing right dfw prayer breakfast was was digital this year like uh elevate it last week was digital and yeah. like i think that really like i don't think we've, anyone's really talked about it this way but i think that presents a very unique opportunity for those individuals that that may be you know a little bit more shy a little bit more timid because now like you're in a virtual digital uh environment now you now you get to be a keyboard warrior and like it's not necessarily <laughs> yeah. your face that pops up it's just the words you're typing on on the screen right yep. um have, have you had have you seen any um examples of that or any like 
So yeah, you know, I think going? I think a lot of these platforms have, you know, I know, um, you know, the Tola event, you know, th that platform is great. You know, you drop into the virtual booths and, and you do things like that. I mean, it's it's very, you know, for somebody that wants to come out of their shell, it's, that, that's a lot easier to do than then walk up and shake somebody's hand and, and, you know, try to have a conversation. So um, I, I think it's probably helped some people, you know, to get out to these things. And I know it's helped me because there's obviously a lot of events that a lot of us would like to attend. Um, you know, and you got to balance family time versus, you know, work and, 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 you know, growing your, you know, career and, and attending some of these events. And when it's virtual, I can just pop in and, you know, pop out when needed and and uh, do some things like that. So I've actually probably attended a few more than I normally would have um, from an in-person perspective. So I, it's it's kind of great to be able to get that exposure for, you know, for myself also. No, that's great. That's great. Um, so so pivoting a little bit more. So you're in your role now. So you're that you're the head of IT infrastructure uh, at Kubota. But what are some of the like, you know, and you're kind of, you're fairly new to the role, right? Last six months or so, right? Six months, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Six, I nailed it. Cool. I was, I was <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so, like, what, what would you say are some of, like, the, the biggest challenges you, you have right now specific to your role? Yeah, so, you know, Kubota is obviously a huge company um, based out of Osaka, Japan, and, and Japanese-owned and run. Um, so, you know, coming in, I came in during COVID times and, and onboarded 100% remotely, which was strange. Um, you know, have never done that before. I know probably salespeople do it probably more often than, than regular people, you know, the, the workers. And, um, and so it was, it was different. You know, I have a large team, 20 plus members on my team and to, uh, um, you know, try to introduce myself virtually to 20 people and, and all these things, it, it was definitely cumbersome and, and whatnot, but, you know, we're, we're growing, you know, you see an orange tractor pretty much everywhere now. Um, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of good things. And so we've just been super busy trying to, you know, stabilize some foundational things and, and really start growing as a company. And we're, we're trying to become, we're, we're going through this huge program called one Kubota where we're, we're, um, you know, doing SAP S4 HANA in Azure and, and bringing some of our other companies as, you know, in North America together. So it's, it's pretty exciting times here. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, you mentioned, uh, mentioned previously, you know, with respect to, yeah, I mean, yeah, you got here without a degree and you went to the school of hard knocks and, uh, definitely relates to my story as well. Uh, you know, how, how much value do you think that we're placing like as a society, as a, a in, in organizations, like, are we, are we overemphasizing the value we place on, on the degree versus the experience? You know, I'm obviously biased since I don't have a degree. I, I think we are. Um, you know, when you look at certain industries and certain jobs, um, you know, having a piece of paper, you know, doesn't make make somebody any better than the person that's been doing that job for five years already and has has a lot of experience. So, um, you know, when you look at how much degrees cost now, I mean, they're, you know, outrageous, outrageously expensive in certain cases. And I think, um, you know, I have a daughter that's a senior and we've been talking heavily around you know, school and, and how to go about this. And I, what, what we feel is the, the proper way to do it. I do want her to go to school. I'm not, you know, so I'm not devaluing the, the, the education, but, um, you know, I want her to do it the right way. I want to make sure that she comes out of school debt-free and you hear about all these, you know, um, people with $100,000 in debt and 
have a degree in basket weaving and can't get a job that makes 40,000 bucks, you know? So um, that that's the thing I'm trying to make sure that my daughter understands and avoids, you know, in the future to make sure that, um, you know, I want her to get that degree, but not to, not to be in a ton of debt and have that, you know, have to carry that around with her later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's great. Do, um, th- this might be a really tough question, so you don't have to answer it if you don't want. Do, do you- do you think like, do you think subconsciously you want her to get that degree because, because you didn't, you didn't get it? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I, again, you know, I, I, like we were kind of talking the other day, I, I feel like, you know, we're kind of the unicorns, right? It doesn't happen for everybody. You don't get in these positions, um, you know, normally without that, without that degree. So like, like I said earlier, I was blessed to, to work with people and they gave me a chance to get here. Um, but, you know, I want my child to have an easier, um, you know, path to, to success. And, and I think having that that degree, you know, definitely gives her a leg up when it comes to things just from the, the, the current thinking that people have, you know. So, yeah, yeah, I want her to be the first one to, to have that degree for sure. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. We, I mean, we all want our kids to be better than, than we are. Exactly. That's very fair. Um so in terms of like, uh, of like what's next for you in your career and like getting to that next step, I mean, head of it, IT infrastructure, that next step, as, as I mistakenly said on one of our last streams a while back, uh, when I called you the CIO, I was foreshadowing the future for you, hopefully. Um, hopefully. Like, you know, what, what does it take to get to that next step for you? Does it, does it take a degree necessarily or? Uh, again, I think I, I think you can get there without it. Um, it's going to be really difficult depending on the size of organization. There's some just organizations that are super hung up on on having that. Um, I have attempted. I, I started going back, and you know, life happens, and, and had another had had another kid, and and just had to kind of pause and and take time to put the family first. And and so you know, I plan on eventually going back to to have the degree. So it doesn't hinder me for that next role. And hopefully that's a CIO spot somewhere. Um, hopefully Kubota, you never know. So, um, you know, I think, you know, there's, there's a point probably in everyone's career where it's definitely going to help and, and, uh, give you maybe a leg up. And so that's, that's why I don't want it to hinder me either. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, Paul, thank you for your comment, Paul. He said, you know, I don't think a degree makes you smarter, but it will definitely open a door for you. And I think that's sure. uh, probably the best way to say it. And, you know, it's not, not that you, uh, you know, careful on the words, like have to, like, it's not like you have to go get a degree. Um, mm-hmm. you don't, you're, you're going to work a lot harder. Like when I, when I, when I joined, uh, AT&T's enterprise Alliance, I was surrounded by a bunch of college hires and I was, I was the one that wasn't a college hire. So like that makes you stick out in sometimes a bad way, sometimes a good way, but you definitely stick out in, in that, you know? Yep. But, but yeah, definitely. So, so, you know, um, you know, as you're, as you're continuing to grow in, in your leadership and, and trying to be the most adaptable that you can, because that's what IT is all about is about being, being adaptable. So, I mean, what, like, what are some things that you practice, some things that, that you, that you teach your team or some things that you do to, to keep yourself sharp, keep yourself continuously like improving and uh, onto the next thing? Yeah. So, you know, I think, um, I, I call myself a sponge. I'm always willing to listen and learn from anybody, right? I think you learn from good experiences and bad experiences, good leaders, bad leaders. You learn what you want to do, what you don't want to do. Um, I ask a lot of questions. Um, you can ask my former bosses. I'm always asking, why'd you make this decision or why'd you do this? 
And it's more from the aspect of I want to learn why certain things are being done. So I'm always trying to listen to, you know, other people. That's why attending a lot of the, these events are huge because, you you know, a lot of us, we don't have to recreate the wheel. Somebody's done some really cool things before and, and probably gone through what you what you are going through or, or about to go through. So I sit there and just listen and ask questions. I mean, there's so many good events out there, so many um, good people that, you know, if you if you shot them an email or a LinkedIn thing and said, hey, you know, I'm going through this, I need to ask a question, you know, nine times out of 10, they're going to respond back and say, hey, sure, what, what, what do you got? Or let's set up 30 minutes and let's have a conversation because, you know, I think that's a, the biggest part of how I've grown is is really kind of getting to these things and understanding what what's out there. And, and the other thing I really had to step back and, you know, transitioning from an engineer into management and start setting, you know, direction and, and strategy is really you, you're not going to be the smartest person in the room. Right. And, and really kind of understanding that that you're you need to understand technology as we move forward and and how it can you know work with, uh, you know, our, our business partners um and really just kind of drive what's possible right and that, that's that's our whole whole goal is to to show everybody what's possible and then you know work towards getting you know what they need to get done so oh yeah no absolutely i mean in, in it leadership i mean you don't yeah you know, to be successful you you can't you can't be turning every dial and twisting every knob right you have to bring in the team that is smarter than you for a good reason because yeah. that's that's what makes you a great leader is bringing in that 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 smarter tiger team uh, that's that's good at their focus area, and you having servant leadership to help help them get where they need to go, right? Exactly, hundred percent. You know, and and when I talk to my twenty employees, you know, my whole thing was I want to grow your career. Um, I want you to be the next whatever. You know, and so I sat down and had lots of conversations around what is your career path. Some people, you know, kind of look at you with a stare like. I don't really know. And I'm like, well, okay, I want you to think about that and come back and let's, let's see. Cause I want you to get to that next level. You know, if you want my job, great. You know, we, we got to work on some things to get here, you know, and same thing. I want to, you know, I want to keep growing. So I'm always looking and following and seeing what people are doing and talk to my boss and, and learning those things. Right. And so um, that, that's a huge thing for me is, is being able to kind of bring those people up and, and really help their careers. Oh, absolutely. What would you say is like the, the something you take with you all the time that you can't get get out of your head? Like the best lesson or the best piece of advice you've ever received? You know, a lot of people say uh, fail fast, and, and and Rusty Kennington calls it learn fast, right? And and so you know that I think that's the biggest thing. It's it's only a failure if you don't learn from it. And so you know you're never going to, you know, bat a thousand. And so the, the biggest thing is to learn from, from what you're doing and don't get it down on you because you know, nobody's perfect. And so that, I think that's helped me out because, you know, you're going to stumble sometimes you're going to, you know, miss a, miss a project deadline or you're going to, you know, something along those lines or your idea wasn't the best. And, you know, I don't, I don't take things personally, you know, I kind of brush it off, get back up and, and move forward. And I think that's probably one of the best things that I've, you know, heard in that aspect of of keeping me motivated and, and something I always bring with me to so learn fast I love it yeah and obviously uh, uh mentorship is is a huge part of part of your life um you mentioned rusty uh, more than more than a handful of times <laughs> um, so definitely uh, plus I, I'm on the inside so I know a little bit but definitely he's he's been a mentor to you so can you talk about a little bit about that and like your relationship with that and your relationship with mentoring others 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think everybody needs a mentor, probably at least one or two. Um, you know, I think uh, it, it helps you kind of, you know, learn what's out there. So, you know, to kind of touch on Rusty, Rusty was my mentor back when we worked at both at Commercial Metals. Um, I didn't work for Rusty in his organization, but, uh, you know, he was, we were very in the same skill set from, from a few things. And so, you know, I sat down and, and you know, just talked and, and learned and, and really kind of try to follow and understand some things that he was doing. And, and, and it's been great, you know, and uh, obviously kind of followed him to Corsicana. And now, you know, I'm, I'm off here over at Kubota and he's, he's now at Henry company. So, you know, it, it's him and I still talk probably weekly, you know, I mean, you know, and, and awesome. in other words, some text back and forth and, and Hey, you know, bounce some ideas off each other and say, you know, you know, what would you do here? You know, what are you thinking about this? And this is what I'm running into. This is my thoughts. Just, you know, it's always good to have that kind of second opinion or, you know, somebody kind of check you in certain situations for that, you know? Um, so I, I'm a huge fan of, of, of having a mentor, obviously. And, uh, you know, I, I do mentor my employees and anybody that comes to me, we have conversations and, you know, I've helped people transition, you know, had conversations around, you know, somebody's out in the market. Hey, what what can I do better? What what, what look at my resume and provide some feedback and some things like that. Um, so it, it's one of those things that, you know, most people are willing to do it. Some people are just scared to ask. And, and it's to me, it doesn't show any type of weakness. It, it's, it's a strength to really kind of throw yourself out there and get some advice and, and do things like that. And, and I think you need some you know, uh, varying opinions, right? You don't want somebody just like you that you don't need a yes man that's going to, you know, or yes woman that's going to just tell you what you want to hear, right? You need that somebody that's going to check you and be like, no, you're not thinking right. This is, you know, you're being stubborn or, you know, whatever, um, and really kind of hold you accountable from that aspect. So, you know, I always like some diversity in, in, in those things. And, and, you know, they can be above you. They can be your peers, you know, things like that. And, and I think that's where, um, you know, I, I, I talked to a former employee or former uh, peer of mine a, a lot, you know, and, and she gives me some some different opinions and different views because she looks at things differently, too. So I, I, I value that heavily, too. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Maybe it's just my perspective on things, but I don't I don't feel like I don't feel like a lot of people have uh, that, that strong of a relationship like that. And I think it comes down to I think that's what makes you adaptable here is like uh, having that like as the mentee. Right. And you can probably attest to this, like, you know, it's really kind of falls on your shoulders as the mentee to pursue a mentor resiliently, to resiliently pursue that mentor, right? Like, it, it, I'm sure like Rusty didn't just one day just start bringing you into to his office all the time. Like you, <clears throat> to get to that point, like you had to kind of re resiliently pursue him as a mentor, right? Yeah, for sure. It wasn't, you know, they're not going to come and say, hey, can I mentor you? I mean, some yeah. people will do that if, you know. They have up and comers in, in the organizations and stuff. They'll kind of, you know, um, go go pull those people. But I mean, I'm always actively learning to get better, you know. So I talked to to you know Rusty. I've you know Chris Ballou's another one. My old boss Eric Paleo, um, Peter Jones at CMC. I mean, and then I, I used to at uh, Corsicana. I used to have one over ones monthly with the CEO to, to conversate and learn about executive presence and, and things like that. So, you know, those are all things that I seeked out myself and, and were asking these people and they were, you know, gracious with their time to be able to, you know, to come do it. But, you know, you can't sit back and, and let, you know, just 
So oh, somebody's going to pick me. It's not dodgeball in, in middle school, right? It's you, you go out and you, you know, you're going to, you're going to manage your success. And I think that's where, you know, one thing that's helped me through my career is I'm always out there and really trying to, to grow and, and I'm not going to let anybody or any hurdle get in my way to do that. Uh, Aaron, I, I completely love that. Uh, what you said there, it's not dodgeball. No one's going to come pick you. Like, like seriously, that that's the moment right there. So if you if you're if you're watching this late, if you're watching the replay, go back and watch that moment. Like that's that's huge. Uh, that's what it's that's what it takes to be an adaptable leader today. Like you got to be got to be proactive. You got to be resilient, and you got to go out there and pursue what you want, right? Um, so so many times, like if you don't ask for things, you're not going to get things. It's plain and simple. Yeah, I'll, I'll tie it into you know everybody complains or a lot of a lot of employees complain because they don't get training when you go back and look at how many people actually asked for training, it's minimal. And the people that asked normally got it, you know? And so I, I tell my employees a lot of the times I'm like, you know, I'm here to guide your career. You're here to drive it, you know? And, and so you, you know, I'm not going to tell you everything that you have to do. You know, if you want to sit back and have conversations, sure. We'll, we'll talk through it and, and I'll give you guidance, but you know, but you have to have the drive to get there. And I think that's where a lot of people fall short is a lot of people have an expectation of, Oh, you know, to get this next role or this, I, you know, I just have to keep, you know, it's like, you need to know the steps to get there and nobody's going to tell you there's no secret sauce in, in any organization that, you you know, in the military, it's a little easier. You got to check some boxes and take a test and, you know, do this and, you know, but the, the, I've never found that in the civilian world. So, um, you know, people are, people are scratching their head when it comes to that. So. Yeah, no, I think, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think all of us really like, you know, could take it upon ourselves to really think about our behaviors and like, are we justifying our behaviors, which we all, which we all do, we justifying mm -hmm. them too much and making, turning them into excuses, or are we uh, taking ownership in it and, and realizing like, okay, this was all me, this is my doing. And if I want to go to that next level, I need to change what I'm doing, period. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're driving the bus, you know, get, you know, stay on it and, and keep driving it. Don't, don't expect somebody to push it, you know, or pull it up the hill for you. Yeah, no, well said, well said. Um, so a uh, couple more questions and then we'll wrap. Uh, if you could get, if you could get coffee or dinner or something with uh, anyone that's ever lived, who would it be and why? Whew, that, that, that's a great question. Um, trying, trying to make sure. Um, You know, I yeah, I know, I know, and I, I'm trying to to make sure. You know, honestly, I would. Uh, it, it would be my grandpa, my grandpa Rundle, my my paternal grandpa. He he died when I was in in high school, and, and never really had time to sit down and have some really good conversations with him. Um, he was in the army in Korea, Purple Heart winner. You know, awarded a Purple Heart, and, and really would love to actually have been able to sit down and have conversations with him about that. You know. Being being in the Marine Corps, you know, it's one of those things. I, I was able to do that with my with my maternal grandpa, who who's since passed. But you know, um, you know, the, it's kind of a not a great answer, I guess. There's probably oh, there's, you know, a, there's great a lot of smart people out there that I'd really like to talk to. Also, you know, some some famous you know uh, military veterans, you know, and stuff like that. But you know, I think I would really wish I could have that time back with him to really kind of you know be able to understand you know what he went through and, and things like that 
Hey man, the, the real answer isn't always the most popular answer and that's yeah. okay, but it's the real answer and that's, that's what we wanted. So, um, I think that's, I think that's huge. I think, you know, um, you know, if, if any of us could go back and talk to uh, our great ancestors, you know, our, our grandfathers, our great grandfathers and beyond, like, I mean, how much value could that unpack for yeah. you? Right. You know, yeah. definitely. Uh, and then, so Aaron, I mean, I, I consider you someone that's dialed in, someone that's adaptive, highly adaptable to change, uh, a great thought leader, a great IT leader. Uh, you know, in your own words, what what does it mean to you to be dialed in? You know, I, in the Marine Corps, it's called Semper Gumby, right? Um, you know, always flexible. Um, you know, I think the things is, you know, you're going to get thrown a lot of curveballs, and and you know, to really stay stay connected with with uh, you know what's going on out, outside your circle. Um, and really what's, you know, what other people are, you know, those, that network that, that I keep talking about, you know, I, I, I keep dialed in with those guys to understand, you know, what are you guys doing? What are you guys seeing? Um, there's some industries that see things sooner than others, you know, so really just trying to, um, you know, keep, uh, keep the pulse on, on those things. And, uh, I, for me, that's what it is, but it's, it's really being flexible. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've been thrown into, you know, operational roles to, you know, help supply chain stuff and, and learned a lot, you know, just from, and, and you still learn and you can take that back into IT also. So it's, it's those things that really kind of, I'm always willing to raise my hand and, and go do something crazy or new or, or anything like that, because I think that's, that's how you, you learn and, and you stay dialed in because you're just, you're so connected with things. Love that. Love that. Resonates with all, resonate with all that. Uh, so, so Aaron, how, how do people best connect with you? What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm pretty active out there, um, and, and that's probably the best best way to start start hit me up and start a conversation. And, and again, I'm always willing to help anybody. So if if you have a need or or something, just need to talk, you know, hit me up and and be happy to do that. Awesome, love it, Aaron. Hey, thanks so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you sharing uh, your stories and insights. Uh, tons of value in there for uh, anyone watching to go back and rewatch and unpack. Um, great stuff. Thanks so much. And thanks for tuning in. Style then we'll see you guys next week for another, another great episode. Uh, thank you. Thanks for listening to Dialed In. This show is brought to you by Acuerdo.io, the world's first orchestration agency for the future of work. Go check us out at Acuerdo.io. This show can also not be put together without great partners, Robin Austin and Casey Yarbrough of Elevate Exchange, membership for IT leaders. And remember, to win in life, to win in business, to win in your career, it's not about being the strongest, the fastest, or the smartest. It's simply about being the most adaptable to change, the most dialed in.